time we changed formats it lasted a while and then we went right back to the old format so we'll see yeah it has been a while uh we did one in october end of october-ish and then we were gonna do one the next week um but i got uh cocksacky which for those of you who don't know what cocksacky is it has nothing to do with cocksacky. i drove through there the other day actually you did well yes i wish i put it in it was a hard, hard uh, viral uh, virus, I should say. My daughter caught it, and then I caught it. It's rare in adults, but of course I get it. I yes. looked, uh, remember Jeff Goldblum in The Fly? Yes. He was transforming into The Fly? I looked like that. I thought I was going to become The Fly uh, halfway through this thing. It was disgusting. I'm still feeling the repercussions of it. My feet and my hands are like peeling still. It's disgusting. I'm turning into something, Tom. I don't know what, but probably a well, you, you had you had your health issues on that end, and then I had, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about this coming up in the future episodes. But there, there were some things that were going on with uh, my job and that, and uh, we'll be addressing them. But I'm I had a little bit of a uh, controversy, if you will, yeah. with that. So we we've been we've been kind of busy with our uh, we've been kind of busy with our personal lives i guess and we just uh we wanted to get some shows in and it is coming into the the, the xmas season i know joe does not like that no i'm i'm actually made a promise to myself to try and enjoy it a little bit a little more this year but i i don't like christmas season all it means to me is spending money spending a shit ton of money yes and then well, that, that's what's kind of good like me and the wife have agreed to like not spend money on each other. Yeah, I think every married couple does yeah, that. Yeah, somehow she's getting a brand new iPhone out of me, so that's a thousand dollars that I'm, I'm yeah, gonna shoot myself what, in the foot. That's what I'm saying. Every couple like, oh, don't buy for each other, but yeah, that's a trap. It's a trap. Uh-huh. Maybe not for the men, but for the women to set the trap because they still expect you to get something for them for Christmas. 
because they'll go out and get some for you because... Oh, yeah, we got they, Brianna Akbar sitting there fucking playing yeah, her games. Yeah, because they think that you're us men are going to not listen and go and get it anyway. So they get something. But if you listen and they get something and you don't, you're a poof. It's going to be a oh, yeah. rough, rough, rough ride to Valentine's Day, that's for sure. <laughs> so always, 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 no matter how many times you, keep, you people say it, always get your wife something. Always. You'll thank yes. me later. We've uh, we've actually toned down with the uh, kids gifts this year. We um we're getting one big gift for the children and maybe a few tiny little small things and that's it. We we put our foot down on this. Yeah. Because right, at this point, these kids have everything. Like there's nothing that they don't need. Right. Or don't have. I really should say. So it's to the point where it's like you know what I, I'm I'm done. I I can't do it. Um. The only thing I really wish I I could get is uh more socks. That, that's really what I need. Like, it, it's it's amazing how as you get older, you you turn into exactly what you hated as a child. I'm like, yeah. I'm all about the socks and underwear. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of funny. I'm. Uh, I still ask. I still ask for a lot of electronic shit, like video games and other shit. I don't have time for anymore. But what one thing I asked for, and this is kind of a little odd, but I guess not odd if you really know me. I'm I'm asking for a record player. I've come okay. to I've come to realization that I need a hobby, and I need a, a hobby that's not as expensive. And I like and I I like music, and I was in a record store this past summer, and uh, I was like, you know, like this would be kind of cool to kind of like go around and like maybe look 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 for stuff like I'm missing. Like I'm not gonna go too nuts, but I'm gonna get like all my favorite albums on record. That's my that's my quest. Okay, yeah. my hobby is work. That's that's all well, I fucking do. I mean, that, that's sad. That's I work. Really sad and depressing, Tom. But yes, it is. Yeah, because we are just trying to get out of debt. Well, I just I, I don't know I don't know how people do it. Like I really don't. I, I it, you'll never escape the, debt. We just have the worst luck, though. Um, since we talked last, I was actually at some training. And it was the last day of training, right before the test was coming out. And it was the morning of the test, and it was it was a semi-windy day. It really wasn't even that windy. And all of a sudden, I get a call from my mother. And it's, the trampoline blew away. So I, what? I go on the, yeah, I go on the ring camera. Because we have, we have we put up ring cameras in the backyard and the front yard. We got like Fort Knox here. So I look at it, and for whatever reason, it shows motion. But it it like um, what's that what's that animation that they do like that stop claymation? <laughs> yeah, like kind of like the claymation where it like stops and it goes and stops and it goes. Right. Yeah. That's the way that the video looked like. So you see the trampoline sitting on the ground, and then the next thing you know, you see it flipped upside down. And it's like crumbled. Really? And yeah. And actually, right here, it, I could show Joe it. No one else can really see it. But Ooh. this is all. See how it's bent right there? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, so the trampoline flipped upside down. Luckily, we had had trees in the backyard. There was a small tree that my parents had put up not that long ago. It was, it was still a, like a, almost like a sapling. But if that was there, the way it landed, it would have went right through the uh, the the tarp or whatever you want to call it for the 
the actual bouncy part. Mm-hmm. So luckily, <laughs> luckily the the tree was taken down. It just crumbled the frame, and we're able to, uh, I guess, buy some of the like they sell the pieces in segments. Yeah. So we're able to buy like the few segments that we need. But again, it's like we we get out of debt, and then this happens. We get out of debt, and the dog gets sick. We get out of debt, and the bunny gets sick. Like it, the, it's like no. constant. It, not for nothing. I mean, how I figure how once is, a month, like something unusual happens, and we just have to pay for it. How how much is it? Is it is our trampoline parts really setting it back? Uh, I think altogether this might be like maybe eighty bucks, oh, not right. counting shipping. So, but I mean, a new trampoline is only like three hundred, so we're paying for a third of it. But it's like again, sure. it's like a hundred bucks wasted. Like it didn't need to be. I yeah, I get that. I get that. And that's always what it is for us. Like, My, whenever we get yeah. neutral, something else happens. Yeah, but you could always say, you know, it could have been worse. It could have blew toward the house and took out the fucking windows or something, you know? Oh, it was close to the house. It was... Yeah. Because you know how I have that... that I'm sitting under it now, that, that thing that butts out of the back of the house? It was very close to hitting it. Wow. Oh, boy. Speaking of wind... I'm Al Roper outside. I, don't, I feel like every Thursday, whenever we do the podcast, it rains or snows or sleets or yes. shits or something. It's always a fucking bad luck on Thursday. Someone out there is telling us I shouldn't do this podcast anymore. Oh. You know what? We, may, we should maybe go on strike for Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. Or every day in the summer, because apparently that's what's going to happen. Well, the uh, first time in since... Uh, 1994, the MLB is on strike. It just happened today. Yes. Thursday, or the other day, Thursday. <laughs> yes. I'm hoping that the Expos uh, can come out and <laughs> revive themselves and then come out and win in lieu of 94. That's what they should do, right? They come out of retirement. But yeah, I'm not yeah we, we are going into another strike, and this, this doesn't... I'm telling you... The, Baseball really didn't have a big thing to do with a lot of these uh, like demonstrations where football, I think, hurt a lot of its uh, fan base with it. Yeah. Baseball kind of, I think, teetered the line of knowing that its ratings were low and it shouldn't get into this game of like you know being uh, political. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always very proud of ha- you know having the flag in America and this and that. But this alone, I think, is going to set them back again. And I, I really think. Uh, Who's even the commissioner? It's not Bud Selig anymore, right? No, I don't know who it is. Is it Bud? I don't think so. I think he retired. I think you're right. I don't even know. Yeah, you are right though, because baseball isn't as popular as it was. No, it's. I definitely don't think it's America's pastime anymore. No, it's really. I couldn't even tell you what sport out there really like. Football has such a black mark on it now with all this shit that happened Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, baseball, I would say since like the mid-2000s, baseball really kind of took a step back. Uh, a lot of people aren't really into baseball as much as they used to be. I, the steroid scandal really hurt. I think the change, the interleague play messed it up. You know, yeah. it was a novel thing when it happened, but the fact that now they do it every year, it's like, I like the fact that these teams never see each other throughout the year. I they don't see agree. Ever. And then they get the play. I like two I, totally different types of things. Yeah, it's I liked how they designated ori- hitter. You yeah. know, I'm with you. I liked how they originally did it, where like every like one year they played 
the East play each other. Then the East would play like the NFC or NFC, the NF. Uh, I'm really confused. The NL Central, then the NL West the following year, and then you wouldn't see like you wouldn't see Yankee Mets until like another four years. Now yeah. it's like, and they had like interleague weekends, like every week, you know, like all the teams played interleague yeah, the same weekends. Month. Yeah, it was like a special occasion. Now it's like they play like the Yankees and the Phillies play a game here. They play another game in September. Then they're playing the Dodgers. It's like all over the fucking place, and it's not as special anymore. No one gives a shit. But yeah, I, liked, I liked when they never did it. I, I, I when they introduced yeah. it, and I know I think we went to one of the first interleague uh, series that that first year. We went to one of them, one of the games. I don't remember. And but, yeah, I think it might have even actually been at Yankee Stadium. Um, the old Yankee Stadium. I remember seeing and the first one at Shea, Yankees against the Mets. I remember my dad. It was the first one at Shea. It was the second year of interleague play. Oh, okay. And I remember we went to that. But, like, it, it was such a – it felt special back then. Um, but yeah, I like and how, now I'm just – I'm tired of it. I, yeah. I, I want it where they never see each other. They don't know anything about each other other than – Watching tape. It feels like... let them play. Yeah, it's like two like heavyweight boxers who haven't fought each other before. Uh-huh. They make it to the championship. Now you get to see who's the best. And you don't have anything to go on. Like, oh, they beat them in July or they swept them. You know, there's none of that. It's very Olympic-like. You know, the, the Russians are playing the Americans in hockey. It's, you know, they, they don't play regularly. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I like that's what I liked about it. Yeah, but I, I don't know why they went away with that. I think because shit was hurting, and I think they kind of changed the rules a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I think business is down, and especially after the pandemic, it really went down. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They'll 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 settle it because, like you said, they can't afford to have another strike season. No. Especially because the 2020 season was pretty much cut short because of COVID, so they really need to um, they need to fix this, or business is going to be really bad when it comes back. They're going to allow steroids again. <laughs> Just put an asterisk. Next. I always said that. You know, what? these guys want to use steroids. Put an asterisk next to their name. Yeah. Let the players own it. Be like, listen, I was the best steroid guy, and if you didn't take steroids, I was the best natural player. Let there be two categories. I don't care. And you know, if you want to cut your life short, because let's put it this way, and Barry Bonds is the is the poster boy for it. He was a great player on Pittsburgh. He was he was a five tool player. Yeah, he was. He could run. He could hit. He he had it all. And he traded that up so that he could be a home run guy. And it took away from him. He had a very long career, but I'm sure, like in his. 60s, 70s, his body is going to be broken because of all the fucking shit that he put in it. So, like, if that's the price you want to pay, by all means. Where is he these days? I don't even know. I thought I remember hearing he was, like, a hitting coach somewhere, or... Yeah, didn't he hit, like, for, like, an obscure team, I thought? Like, Milwaukee or something? Or am I thinking of maybe, like, Conseco or something? Uh, I think that's Conseco. No, he finished on the... He finished on the Giants. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's... Oh, speaking of... Not to have to take away from this. A little side note. Last time we were on, you said uh, Pavel Bure was dead. He's he's very much alive. Pavel Bure? Yeah. I said he was dead? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got, Maybe I was thinking of someone else. I got text messages about it. Hmm. He's very much alive. <laughs> we 
we will correct our errors, unlike the news. Yeah. Um, now, what what has been going on? I I, I follow the uh, Mets on social media just because every once in a while I like because I just refuse to watch games anymore. It's mm-hmm. just there's too many of them and it takes up too much of my time. Right. So like I just keep the Mets on there just to see like if they won, they lost, they won, they lost, mm-hmm. whatever. A lot of losses, not a lot of wins. But um, we've been making a lot of splashes with free agency. Have the Yankees done anything? Uh. No. No, they haven't. Yeah, um, Mets just got Mets a Mets. wheeling and dealing, man. They just got the uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball, Max uh, Max Scherzer. I don't know how to say his last name. Max Scherzer. Who I don't like Dodgers? him. What was that? You want to know why I don't like him? He's a liberal. No. <laughs> well, he might be. I don't know. Um, oh, I know his wife's big in the, the LGBTQ thing, but I don't care about that. You be gay if you want to be gay. Right. I've always said that. But he has two different color eyes, and that freaks me out. Oh, he has the husky eyes, huh? Yeah, like one's dark and like one's almost like black, and then the other one's like a blue. Hmm. And I just I, that that freaks me out. Maybe it's, like I, maybe it's cybernetic. I, maybe that's why he's such a good pitcher. That, he can laser in on where the glove be, is. That might be it. That hasn't been ruled out yet, you know. But it, yeah, like I see, I don't know if I could ever talk to anyone like that. So where would I look? It's like a like. Have you ever have you ever really spoken with a cross-eyed person? Yes. <laughs> really. Look, How do you do it? You look right here, right between the eyes. See, I just keep sidestepping so that they can get a no, full view of me. No, you can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that could That's work. That's not what you do. I look dead center, right between the eyes. That way, they can't say, they, they don't get the feeling I'm looking at one more than the other one. Well, see, I, my parents always said, whenever you speak with someone, you look them in the eye, so I want to make sure I get both of them. Well, yeah, but... That's that's just my uh, that's my uh, thing. It is distracting. Yeah, I just, I, it, out of anything, like I could deal with like if you were missing your nose, you had a, you know, like a cleft lip, anything like that, I could deal with. But when you have like crazy eyes, and it doesn't like a, anything like that, it just it, it throws me off. It throws me off. I can't I can't converse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've had that a few times at work where I've had to deal with people, and it's just like, I, I, I've even, like, tapped out and, like, said to other people, I'm like, you got to go speak with them. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, it just, it, it freaks me out. I don't know. And it makes me very uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry. But, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm going to take your advice next time I have a, a googly-eyed guy. You should. It, it, it definitely works. But you're gonna be, well, you're gonna see that you're gonna, you're concentrating on that, and like that's what your mind's at. Like, don't look at the left eye, don't look at the right eye. Just look straight. <laughs> just don't, don't flick your eye left quickly. He'll see it. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to be mean against um, people with that type of handicap, but could you ever date someone with that? No. No. You couldn't. No. Well, it's how how severe is it? Like, like bad. Like, I'm like, saying oh, like no. one's going north, one's going like southeast. No, no. I would love to have him as a dodgeball partner, but not, I'd, not um, where I can date. I try to convince them to get like some like surgery. You like, want to just take it? a phone book to the back of their head? <laughs> no, no, because no, that doesn't guarantee to fix it. But I'm like you know, like maybe maybe you should kind of think about it. <laughs> But no, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I think I... Have I ever been on a date with someone like that? No, I don't think I have. 
a lazy eye? Yeah, I don't think I have. Uh, I think I'd remember that. See, my wife says I have a lazy eye. No, you don't. I think I have a little bit of what, uh, like a droopy eyelid. Like my one eyelid does not open as full as the other one, so it kind of like looks like I'm a uh, like half American, half Oriental. Like Jim Ross. Like it's very. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's. It, I got a little. Uh, I got a little Bell's palsy of the eyelid, and yeah. it, it, it sits down a little lower. And I do notice it, but it's it, like mm. she brings it out all the time on me. She's like, "Oh, you and your lazy eye," and I'm like, "I don't see it." No, you don't. I don't. Apparently, I don't. But was, I, it's kind of hard to. In all due respect to your wife, I've known you a lot longer than she has, and uh, I've never noticed it. So mm. you want to take that for what you will, but uh, well, I mean, she has looked me deep in the eyes at least twice in, in our lives. So I, that's I probably have, about it. I've looked you deep in the eyes more than that, and I can okay. tell you that uh, you, have, you do not you do not have a lazy eye. Okay, I always like it, it, it's something that I always like wonder, and I it it, it bothers me because I sit there and like every once in a while she'll say it and like. If she says it right before she goes to work, and then I'm left alone in the bathroom, I'm like, sta- I'm like, I'm like, going back and forth at the mirror, trying to like see if I see it and like different angles, and I, I, I don't see it. I, 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 she's probably just fucking with me because she knows that it bothers me. Yeah, and that's she, she's driving, she, she's slowly driving me insane, mm-hmm. along yeah. with everything else she does. Well, that's what they do. But. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're we're on the uh, topic of sports and, mm-hmm. and the MLB strike, but we should we should move on to a happier note. Yeah, I, I like that. We have a now legal foreign person who became a U.S. citizen. He is uh, the center for the Celtics of Boston, and that is, if I'm pronouncing it right, Enes E N E S. So it's like Eastern Nintendo Entertainment System, Panther, <laughs> and. I love this guy. One, he is very patriotic. He actually changed his last name to Freedom. He did. So it's now Enos Cantor Freedom because he was he was he was born I guess in Switzerland, but he's of Turkish descent. He's a Muslim, but he loves this country. He he defends it all the time and he does not like LeBron. And he's good in my books because of that. He is probably now my favorite non bull player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just—he changed his name to reflect his fight for freedom throughout his life. Uh-huh. He is like the basketball Hulk Hogan. He just fights for the right. He's of now every a man. real American. Yeah, he, now he is. A, yeah, he's a real American now. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think like look where he came from. A, a cardboard box in Hawaii would probably be uh, better than where he was. Oh, absolutely. You know, he. I mean, yeah, Turkey. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Any country is better than that fucking shithole. Yeah, and he comes here. He obviously has a gift being extremely tall because he's a center. Yeah. He makes the most out of it. He makes American dollars and loves this country because he is now a probably a multi-millionaire. So, good for him. Like, someone who's actually proud of what they do and their job and the country that they play for and that the fact that they're making U.S. dollars... And the fact that, like I said, he comes from a a shitty country where now he pretty much has anything he wants. His dreams as a little child have been made true, and it's the American dream. I like his uh, quote. This is, I don't know if LeBron James is educated enough, but I'm here to educate him. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Good for him. I like that. I like that he's standing up to, quote unquote, the biggest name in basketball. So oh, yeah. Like everyone's like, he, the you know, his ass is kissed twenty four seven. Oh, he's yeah, that Chinese bootlicker. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I cannot really. stand LeBron. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I've been I've been preaching for years how much I don't like him, and uh, everyone, you know, I get the usual like, how can you not like LeBron James? Why don't you like LeBron James? He's a douche. He's a douche, he he th- and he think he thinks he's he's bigger than God, and that really pisses me off. He's not humble whatsoever. I ever since he went on national TV to pretty much dump his uh, old team, it just after that I'm like, this guy's a dick. Uh huh. This guy's a dick, man. You, you don't do, you don't do that. And it's your home state team. He, he yeah. grew up in Ohio and then shit on them. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he actually went crawling back to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, then he left them high and dry again. He, I mean, I think his reputation was ruined by the amount of teams he's kind of played for, in my yeah. opinion. When you bounce from team to team like that, it's it just, to me, it's just like a money thing. Like, you don't really have any kind of loyalty. You no, just not want at all. the money. And that, that to me, I don't like that. I have more respect for a guy who plays for a team his entire career and doesn't win a championship than for someone who bounces from team to team and helps that team create a super team to be yeah. all the like he did with the Heat, like he's doing now with the Lakers. Like it's just, uh, it, I'd have more respect for him if he stayed with Cleveland. If they decided not to renew his contract or they traded him, that that's one thing. But like to just kind of like constantly leave. He's just a douche, and uh, I don't care what anyone says. I think Jordan's always going to be a better player than him, no matter what the stats say. Some Sometimes the stats just go so far, you know? And it's a different level of play. That, I mean, too. Basketball is, is way more pussified th- these days than it was 25 years ago. Oh, and we will get to the pussification in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, yes, you're 100% correct. And Getting on your note of a player bouncing around, if you are maybe not an all-star or you're like a key piece that you need, like the team is good all around through drafts and, and this and that, and you're like, say, a small forward and you come in and you are that that last spoke of the wheel that makes it turn, I have no problem if you bounce around to many teams because you, you have a almost like a role mm-hmm. where you can be that way. So I have no problem with that. And I... I know you may not like this, but I hated Jordan. I hated Kobe. I hated them because they were so good. Right. That's fine. I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. You you know, I hated players like that because they were so good. And it was just more of like a jealousy that they weren't on my team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's normal. But with LeBron, I hate him just because he's LeBron. Mm -hmm. Like if he came to the Bulls, I'd still hate him. So I just don't like him as a person. But that's like me. Like I didn't like. Uh, I did not like Patrick Ewing. But I respected Ewing because he stuck with the Knicks. Yeah. He stuck with the Knicks. He's a great player. Uh, and you know, other than that, like he's he's fine. But like I just didn't like him when he played the Bulls. <laughs> so. But yeah, LeBron is, and he's a crybaby. He is one of the biggest crybaby bitches out there, and it just, it annoys me. And I find it funny that, you know, he's he's all about fucking, you know, 
China and this and that, and now he's got the Kung Flu. I think it's I, hilarious. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Now he's sick. <laughs> no, whatever. Serves him right. But he, again, he sits there and cries, and this is a guy who's gotten carried off the, the court for, like, stubbing his toe, yet he makes fun of who our next uh, topic is going to be is Kyle Rittenhouse. We haven't talked in a while. We haven't had a show in a while. But um, we'll get to the Kyle Brittenhouse thing. In a, but this guy is going to sit there and bash an 18-year-old, like, yeah, and child. All right, you're good. Go. Sorry. It cut off for a second there. Yep. You're good. Go. Okay. Making fun of a child, and, and it, it just, he's such an asshole. Like, and I don't understand why people like this guy. He, like, everything he does, it, it I, I just don't get it. He makes fun of children. He supports a communist country. He's all about greed and money. It, it, he's just like he is the just the antithesis of just a fucking douchebag. Like if he was an '80s movie character, he would be like, um, what's his name, Jefferson Darcy from Revenge of the Nerds. He's yeah. like that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the popular guy in high school that plays every sport. Is the star on every sport team in the, in the high school. But just arrogant about it. Mm. Arrogant. And just like, just a douche. But like, everyone wants to like him because he is, they think they can get something out of him. Yeah. And he's just such a, uh, I, everything. Like, I, I remember he was in uh, the one movie with, um, I think, Bill Hader. LeBron James? Yeah. What movie was that? I forget. He was like his best friend in it. And like they're like, oh, LeBron James doing a great job acting and this and that. So then he thought he was this actor. Well, me, and then he he redoes Space Jam, which you, is... Did you see a, that? He ain't no great actor. Yeah. And he... It <laughs> Bugs Bunny outshined And it was like, when, when that movie bombed, it was for two reasons. One, you can't beat the original. No. And even though it had Jordan in it, it was an entertaining movie. Yeah. Like I said, not a big Jordan fan, but... He was good in it, mm-hmm. and it was a classic movie. And the fact that he redid it, because again, it's all for the fucking bottom line, all yeah. about the money. I love that it bombed, and I hope he never gets another movie role again because he's just. It, I hope that this like blacklists him as just a douche and a bad actor, and he's not good at everything. Like that's what that's what kills me about it. He thinks he's great at everything, and he's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of argue that Jordan sort of had the same thing when he went into baseball, and he kind of bombed there, but uh, it, to me, it's apples and oranges. But again, you, he quit basketball, and it, I didn't watch that uh, 30 for 30 thing, or whatever oh, it was. The, God, the the Bulls one? Yeah. Oh, did you ever watch the Mets one I told you about? No, I, 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 we're finally starting to catch up on our shows, where like... We don't have a lot. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get into that. Uh, you, I mean, again, I, I know I said this a while ago. You gotta, if you're gonna watch one of the two of them, just because you're a Mets fan, you gotta watch the Mets one. It's yeah. it's incredible, and the Bulls one is just as good. The Last Dance, right? Yeah, and that's act, the Last Dance. Um, that's actually on Netflix right now. Okay. So, yeah, so you can watch on there. Um. Yeah, uh, we've been now that it's getting colder, like. When the wife would go to bed, I would come outside and smoke. Yeah. But now that it's getting a little bit colder, um, I stay inside a little bit more, and I'm, I've been like watching a lot on the DVRs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of like my uh, the uh, what is it? The WB. I stopped watching all those shows. 
I hate them, but like I just kind of want to watch them just to see where they go. Yeah, is anything good going on? Because I haven't watched since last season or maybe two seasons ago. I forget. But I'm I'm pretty much like right at the beginning of the, this new season. Uh, like I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take all the the, the li- pretty much liberal shit. Yeah, it's 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 extremely they, they all, bad. They all went that way. They all did. Yeah. I, I hung with the Flash and I hung with Legends. But even they got on my nerves. And once uh, McRory left Legends, I, I didn't want to watch anymore. <laughs> he's off of it. I thought he, I think he's off it now. He's on this. Se- well, what I'm watching now, he's on it. He oh, might is have, he? I'm, I might be like a like half season behind or a full yeah. seat. Like I heard. I think I'm like, like 22 episodes you know behind. I was, I was like six episodes behind, and then I heard he was leaving, and I'm like, I'm not gonna bother watching this anymore. <laughs> it just got dumb. They all got dumb to me. See that one I like the best out of them all because it's it's cartoonish. Yeah, it was it was like a, the like way a that a, side a to it. comic show I think should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're gonna be like with a comic show, if you're gonna be cartoonish, be cartoonish. But if you're gonna be real, don't have certain things that make it a little bit more cartoonish, and yeah. that's what I don't like. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you agree? But yeah, they're they're uh, they're getting bad, and I'm I'm trying to catch up on heels with. Uh, with the Green Arrow in oh, it. Oh, that's a good show. That's that is a, good a very show. good show. I, I was hoping you were watching but, the same uh, time I did, because I wanted to talk to somebody about it, but no one watched it. Yes. I've, I'm, I'm like, four episodes in. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, uh, I think there's eight episodes. Okay. I think, uh, some hot, some hot women on that show, huh? Yes, there is. Oh, boy. Yes, there is. Yeah. And that, that's the problem. Like, right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch as many shows as I can, because... We are getting into the Christmas season, so of course my in-laws are coming, and it's the um, the Hallmark uh, DVR bonanza mm-hmm. where they literally record every Hallmark movie. So, like, I'm trying to get as much open space as I can because I know that they're going to go, and then like some of my old shows that are on there are going to end up getting like almost like deleted. Yeah. Do you um and do you watch shows when you have your cigar? Or do you just kind of like Chill out there. No, I usually play on my phone. Oh, um, no. You I have, the... like, two games. I, I have that hockey game that we, uh, mm-hmm. I play that a lot yeah. out here, and then there's another game I play. You need to sit up your iPad or your laptop or whatever you have and watch your shows outside. That's what I do. That's how I get to watch my shows. Because, you know, with the wife, I watch, like, we watch our shows together, and then I come out here and I watch my shows. Well, that's the thing. The so my that. iPad, my iPad died. I think when we moved back to Warwick, so it's mm-hmm. been dead for a few years now. My wife still has the one that she had from when we were up in uh, Sullivan County. That's what I'm on actually right now, and it's so old that it won't let me play. <laughs> I think uh, Directv on it. Really? Oh. Yeah. So like the new Directv app is not compatible with it. You gotta get. You gotta invest in something better. Yeah, get like a get like a fifty. Well, if, if fucking trampolines wouldn't fly around the yard, we'd be all right. <laughs> get a um, get a what's it called? A uh, like a one of those cheap like ass Acer? tablets. A what? Like an Acer computer? Yeah, something something cheap. Just you know, just to play. Like I'm telling you, that's what I do. I come out here, I smoke my cigars, and I watch I watch my shows. So. Uh. Well, I've I've turned into a pussy. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, losing this weight. I do not have the layer of a. Uh, I'm like a like a anorexic walrus right now. Hmm. I used to love the cold; it wouldn't bother me. Now that I've lost this weight, 
I'm out here freezing. I'm in layers right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm the kid from a Christmas story. Like I can barely move. I can't put my arms down. <laughs> it, it's absolutely ridiculous how many layers I have on. Yeah. I have fucking gloves on right now. I have gloves. Yeah, I see. It, 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 it's just, it's terrible. You really are bundled up. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we should get to the second half of uh, how much of a douchebag LeBron is. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Yes. I've been, I've been waiting to hear you on this. So let's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, I think with, beyond a, a shadow of a doubt, this was a clear-cut case. And it's very weird. And it seems like not a lot of people are bringing this up. But when you look at, um, like, say, the defense attorneys and the prosecution, this was, like, a very unusual case because, for the most part, you had liberals who usually go in the, the, the defense of the suspect. And I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing, and I know I might get a lot of flack for this, but for the most part, um, liberals have a more genteel side when it comes to prosecution and jail and things along those lines, where a conservative is more for law and order. This case kind of flipped the script on that, where conservatives who are all about defending their defending their rights you know to, to um, you know protection um, the Second Amendment when it comes to guns and all those things went for the, um, the defense where liberals went for the prosecution because they wanted to see this kid hang it was it and not it's not really brought up a lot and you don't hear in the media at all about that yeah but it really flipped kind of the script on how this case was viewed in the eyes because you have liberals that are fuming mad that he didn't get convicted of it. And you have, you know, police officers, you have uh, conservatives that are all for the um, the defense freeing this kid. It's it was a very unusual case. Yeah, but to me, it's it's hypocrisy at its finest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Emmy, you know who Emmy Ro- Rosam is? From Shameless. What was that? Do you know who Emmy Rossum is from Shameless? Yes. Okay. Big, big, big liberal. Yes. So she wrote on Twitter after the verdict came out, go, the justice system's failed. So I go in the comments, and a lot of people are like, you know, just like your career, you know, <laughs> justice is served. Then you got the liberals sticking up for it and all this shit. So then I wrote, um, so if this was someone coming to a Proud Boy rally and shooting it up, that'd be okay, right? And then <laughs> I got like – I went back to my Twitter like a couple hours later and I just see a long thing of like people responding to me and I checked – a lot of people were bashing me. Some people were like defending me. <laughs> I started like this whole thing in her comment section. Really? But it's true because if you th- think about this – if this was reversed, they'd be defending this guy. Oh, absolutely. And this, I mean, and, you know, they they ignored the, I mean, yeah, he killed two people in self-defense, so they were coming after him. One of the guys was a pedophile who went to jail for 12 years. Yeah. The other guy was a woman beater. Yeah, strangled, strangled his baby mom or exactly. girlfriend or something. And the other guy was a known anarchist. 
the, the, the pointed the, a gun at him. The pedophile, right? No, 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 no. The pedophile was the first one he shot. He shot him in like a parking lot, I believe. Yeah. He ran away. He went to go tell the police, or he was running away. The group, the the group of uh, like you know peaceful protesters started following him. The one kid, the wife beater, ended up hitting him with a skateboard. Mm-hmm. He shot him. Then the other guy came up, this Gage, I don't know how to say his last name, just idiot, mm-hmm. has a has a uh, handgun, points it at him, and in in the um, during the trial, he actually says, yes, I raised the gun at him, and that's where like the whole case, it, it was a clear-cut <laughs> line of self-defense. Yeah. He ends up shooting him in the arm, like blowing his arm up, but it was... It was all there. Even with the with what happened, the uh, I guess the prosecution um, did not release FBI. I guess they had drone footage that was like there was two videos. I guess one of them was very grainy, like where you couldn't really see what was going on, and the other one was very clear. Mm-hmm. And that was, I guess, the FBI video, and it shows like this kid acted in complete self-defense he got hit with a skateboard and you know people are like oh he got hit with a skateboard do you know what a truck is made out of it's made out of pure fucking metal like if you crack someone in the head with that and let alone it's not like a you know you could hit someone with a pipe and that could cause damage but this has like jagged edges and the wheels are, are, are um i think they're like acrylic or whatever it, they're, they're a hard substance it's got bolts in it i mean this could really do a lot of damage and these people, like, you know, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have killed them. He, you know, he had no right. Put yourself in this kid's shoes. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, he, he crossed state lines with a gun. It was everything that they tried to, to say was proven to be not true. You know, he came from out of state. Well, so did all these other people. No one's getting prosecuted on that. And this Gage guy, why isn't he being arrested now for having a, an illegal firearm? Yeah. I, the, the hypocrisy in this case is unprecedented, and it's just—it really just shows, you know, what, the justice system is broken. Because why are all these people that were out there looting and burning and pillaging? Why aren't they being prosecuted? So yeah, you're right, Emily, whatever her name is. It is broken. So shut up, make your show, show your tits, and and keep your mouth quiet. Yeah, um, Michael Rappaport, who is a huge liberal even kind of defended this guy, um, pretty much saying, like, uh, you know, these these guys, they weren't peaceful. They, 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 weren't, they, were, they weren't even protesting. They were just there to, like, just kind of capitalize on everything going on. Even and, Deborah Messing did the same thing. She's another huge libtard, and she came out in, in support of them. Mm-hmm. So it, this was a, it was a very unusual case that a lot of what the norms were, were flipped on its, on its head. Yeah. You know, this, this definitely was an unusual case, but you know, getting back to LeBron, he's sitting there while this kid was testifying, you know, he, he was crying. And again, you're making fun of a kid for crying. You were never in that position where you had the, where you feared for your life. You know, you weren't looking down the barrel of a gun. You didn't have a skateboard coming over your head. You know, it, it was anarchy out there. And from what they were saying and, you, you won't see this on, you know, the mainstream media, but they were talking to some, you know, um, more right-leaning news um, uh, outlets and other podcasts I listen to said that they actually spoke with cops that were in um, 
what is it, Kenosha? And mm-hmm. they said it was like a fucking war zone there. It was literally anarchy. And this kid came there to clean, the, the day before he was cleaning up things, he was defending a, I guess the one place that they were going to try to firebomb was a, they seemed to be of a Middle Eastern, I don't know where they were from, maybe they were from Turkey. Uh, <laughs> he was trying to defend their business from being firebombed. And no one cared about that. You know, no one cares about the, the foreigners then when it's, you know, peaceful protests. But it's just, it's, it, this was just a very unusual case. And it, I think it set up a very big precedent for the defense of um, 2A and self-defense in, its, in and of itself. Right. Yeah. So it, this is this is going to be a this is going to be I think a landmark case for many years to come. You're going to be you know future cops and future lawyers and future you know district attorneys are going to be looking at this case as a very big focal point on how they're going to go about prosecuting and arresting people in the future. So th- this is this is a landmark case that we kind of lived through, and this will you know you talk about you know police reform with Rodney King and things along those lines. This is going to be along the same same type of thing, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. So, this is, uh, and it's funny because this ended and there's been some other things that have been in the news that have kind of came in the news and went out of the news very quickly. And one thing I think that they were trying to maybe not have out in the, the uh, open is this, uh, I can't say her first name. Just uh, Whatever you just said, Gisling. Maxwell. This yeah. is uh, like Jeffrey Epstein's curator, if you will, for young women. Yeah, what was she? She was like a socialite from Britain. Yes. Her dad was a very big, uh, I don't know what he, he had a, uh, he had a company over there. Um, and she, his daughter was uh, just—I don't know how to say her name. Slain Maxwell, we'll say. Yeah. Um, so she comes over to the states, hooks up with Jeffrey Epstein, and uh, I guess kind of is she sort of uh, helped lure these. Melissa un- takes a lot of this. Yeah, she helped lure these underage women in. I don't even want to say underage women. These are underage girls. That, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I said women. Girls. They were like 14, 15. Yeah. I think there was one that was a little younger, but there's. Uh, they said they have three or four. Well, they're now now they're women coming to the stand. One came on today or yesterday or Wednesday or Thursday, and kind of gave a detailed account and uh, just fucking creepy as hell, man. Like it's just really bizarre. Like she like they like groom them. Like she went to like this park. This girl was at. They became friends with her. Um, Bought the mother over to the house for like a, a you know like a dinner or whatever, and then after that the girl kind of just went over on her own. And I don't know, what parent would let like their fourteen or fifteen year old girl daughter go to these grown adults' house alone is beyond me. But oh, I mean whatever. But uh, and they you know had sex with her and they did this with a bunch of little girls. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> really just. Uh, I don't know, man. People are fucked. I find it so... I don't want to say fascinating, but you got to think, like, to have two people in this world 
who just kind of come together by a coincidence or whatever and have the same mindset of, hey, I'm into this kind of thing, and her being like, hey, I am too. <laughs> like, yeah. what are the, like, it's, what are the odds of that? Like, I don't know how they kind of hooked up. I mean, they, it sounds like they hooked up in the 90s. So, I mean, I can't really see a way of them kind of getting together. Like, nowadays, you know, there's chat rooms and shit on the dark web. Like, you know, these, these fucking disgusting freaks get together. But in the 90s, you didn't really have that. So, I just kind of found that intriguing. Yeah. That these two people who oh, it's- from different countries <laughs> had this like mindset. And, yeah. I, but I think the, the defense is trying to say that, like, he brainwashed her and shit, which is, to me, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, especially being a female, like, you you were always told, like, I have, I have daughters that are coming to the age of, you know, where the birds and the bees and it may need to be spoken about soon. Yeah. And... You're luckily you got your you're like ten years out from that, but yeah. it's an un, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Have you have. had that and yet? Have you had that conversation yet? No, not yet. Mm. I, I, the store. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think we really don't even have to have this conversation with the way that the internet is and the way that kids talk. You know, my kids are my kids are on the middle school bus. Actually, rides with the high school bus, so. Mm-hmm. Usually freshmen, possibly some sophomores, are on their bus. I'm sure conversations are being overheard, things like that. So I don't think I'm going to really have to have the conversation with them. Or I wouldn't have it. My wife would. I, I, I'm checking out of that one. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, you know, before, as you said, before the internet, before there was this was really out there, you know, other than finding maybe your dad's Playboy underneath, you know, the couch, you had to talk about this. So it was... It was more of a personal thing, and it was more like you have to watch out for the – like, I'm just assuming that in the 70s, the 80s, when a parent was telling their child about this, like, you have to watch out for predators, you have to watch out for – so, like, she was almost, like, taught this, that it wasn't normal. You know, and you hear a lot now in, in psychology of children when it comes to sex is the fact that because pornography is so readily available and free – you know, where when we were younger, we had to like, you know, sneak into the, you know, the blockbusters roped out area <laughs> to see these things. It's just out there. So kids are having a warped sense of how sex should be. And the fact that this woman was brought up in a different time where she knew right and wrong and still went with wrong. And how you said how these two people came together. That's where it seems to me, this is my conspiracy theory on it. The fact that I think there's more to play in here. And I think that if she really spills the beans, this is going to expose a lot of people. Yeah. yeah and you kind of almost see it. It's I'm like these curious. billionaires, these rich people, like CEOs are, are resigning. Companies are changing over, you know, it, their boards. It, a lot of like behind the scenes things that you don't really hear about mm-hmm. in the news, because it seems like the news is almost protecting it's, I hate to say it, but like the talks of Illuminati and and the Bilderberg group and all this, maybe it is true. Maybe these people are set up to, you know, you get brought into this this 1% lifestyle and you kind of get to do whatever you want because you do have that money. It just, it's, it's, 
I find that more fascinating than what you're bringing in, the fact that these two people met. I think that there's, it's above that level, that there's this cloud, if you will, that's picking where people go, what yeah. the, you know, how it's going to be. Well, there's, um, it's always, I mean, you look at Hollywood, and you look at all these child actors who, like, they get sexually abused and stuff. Corey Feldman, who doesn't ha- exactly have a crystal clear image uh, he's gone on record for years saying, like, they had, they used to have, like, these parties and all, like, the like, child actors used to go to these parties with all these adult men and, I guess, women, and they would pretty much be, like, I guess, almost, like, bait. Like, just, yeah. like, drinking at these parties when they're, like, clear, well, well underage, and these men would seduce them, or women or whatnot. And... It's freaky to think about, man. I, I mean, I kind of believe it. Like, if so many, a lot of a lot of people have come out and said like this stuff happens, and like one guy, maybe two guys, I could see it being bullshit. But when it's dozens and dozens, like something's up. Yeah, it's scary, and it's scary to have like a young like I mean, like you just said like your daughters are both like tweens or they're, they're isn't one a teenager now? <laughs> uh, next year. Next year, okay. Or in six months. Okay, well, still, she's she's at that age now where, like, it's going to be, it's going to, like, start kind of coming to the forefront a little bit. It's it's uh-huh. scary, man. It's just, this world's a fucked up place, and it just keeps getting more and more fucked up. And with the internet, it, like, just allows you to be attacked in your own home. And, uh, well, even with that, think about it. It's the perfect, like, if, if Hollywood is just a cesspool, how it's being portrayed or being talked about, and small groups and certain people, it makes almost sense that all, you know, you get all these like-minded people in the one profession, and they kind of just do what they do. And, I mean, even look at, like, the It Girls. You know what? Who knows if these girls are used and abused, and as soon as they're, you know, the flavor of the week is done, they're they're disregarded. I mean... You could go back 30 years and every year pick an it girl and just go down the line. And there's very few stay powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, where the you're, men, you're, you're right. you know, yeah. you, you have you have certain men that are always there. And, you know, look at Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has been in a, a, a leading man for, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. And there's been talk about him being in something, you know, in, in certain you know, yeah, circles. I don't, I don't believe that one. I refuse to believe that one. If, if Tom, if something comes out about Tom Hanks and it's true, there's, there's no hope for anybody. Huh. There's no hope for anybody. But I mean, and again, Hollywood has always been that, like, cesspool. I mean, back in the, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, when, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't kosher to be gay. You had, arranged marriages, things like that. I mean, it's always been, there's always been this, like, dark side of it. You know, the and the mystique is brought out, oh, Hollywood, the bright lights of Hollywood. Yeah, well, there's a, you know, wherever there's a bright light, there's darkness behind it. And it's just, it's scary to think that there could be something that sinister out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. But there is, and, uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know what to say about it. It's just, uh, it's freaky as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. 
if she does, you know, she's trying to save her own skin because if I mean the charges that she has are pretty, pretty good. I mean it's it's not, you know, this isn't this isn't a you know a shoplifting case. This is this is major shit, and yeah. the main player and it ended up kill, well killing himself. Yeah, you know, I mean whether he did kill himself to get you know knowing that he would be that that the evidence was there and he was going to be found guilty and spend the rest of his life in jail, or he was silenced. I mean, it's just, it's, it's this, out there. This and woman who knows what, have, if she, yeah, this woman must have, she tries run. to save her own skin. Yeah. She could, she could bring down a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I, I can guarantee, pretty much assume that she has around the clock, uh, what should we call it? Uh, people just watching her, making sure nothing like that does happen. Whether she, kills well, I think, I think if it does, then. Then the justice system has failed. Well, listen, if, if she ends up, quote-unquote, killing herself in jail, something's up. And how can you deny uh-huh. that? You know? How can you deny that? I mean, I don't know, but she could hire a hit, There could be a hitman that's hired. Yeah, uh, I know one by the name of uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Apparently he has mystical power to make guns fire on their own. <laughs> Uh, were we now? Did that happen before our last show or after? It's been. I think it might have happened right around the time of it, and I'm not sure if we talked about it. But more has come out about the story. Yeah. So basically, so if we did, if not, let's give a recap of okay, what happened. Okay. So uh, Alpo was on the set of a pretty like a low budget film kind of thing. It's an independent film, and the gun he had went off. And shot and killed, um, I think the cinematographer. I want to say, yeah, she was she was part of the crew. She wasn't the director, and she was part of the crew um, and killed her. Um, which is tragic. It, it's a very it's an accident. It's tra- it's it reminded everybody of the whole thing that happened with Brandon Lee all those years ago on the Crow. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's for some reason a live round made it into this gun. No one knows how. I mean, I don't know if anyone took fault for it yet, or I don't know what's going on. Um, so he's been... Now, was it, was it confirmed that it was a live round? I believe it was. I believe... Okay, I don't know if it was a live even, with, even with blanks, there is still... Depending on how it is, there could still be... It still has gunpowder in it, mm-hmm. so there still could be a, technically a, a projectile that comes out of it. Well, that's what happened with Brandon even Lee. Though it's a blank. It wasn't... I think with Brandon Lee, it wasn't a live round. I think it was something like that. Like, it just, like, they didn't take, I, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't want to, like, state anything on here that's going to come out as, like, me thinking it's a fact. But, anyway, so he, uh, Al Baldwin's quiet, which was nice, um, yeah. and he just did an interview with CNN, and I got it up right here, uh, basically saying, uh, he goes, I let go of the hammer, and the gun goes off. I never pulled the trigger. Um, now I don't really shoot guns. I know you do. Is that possible? Depending on what type of gun it is. I mean, if it's a certain type of, and I think he was on, it was a Western. So if you are with certain guns, I think if you snap the hammer back, it will shoot forward in the motion of it. But again, these are, these are guns I've never shot. You know, Mm -hmm. these are old school you know the old revolver type, right? Cowboy guns, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the revolvers that we have now, I would never do that because it could it could mess up the mechanism of it. You know, I just let it. If I'm going to shoot a revolver, like I have a, a I have a 38, I have a few of them. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to snap that hammer back. I'm not going to pull it back. I'm just going to shoot it as a you know a double action or a single action, however it is. Even with um, when we had, I had a. Uh, Heckler and Koch, and it had a hammer on it. The I have a Glock now as well, and that doesn't have a hammer. Mm-hmm. So it's an internal hammer. Right. So the, the different guns and different ways of doing it. Yes, it could. But again, I think this guy, and of course he's on CNN. Um, you know, they're they're such a reliable news network. Right. They, uh, I think he's just doing this to cover his ass because I I think he realizes that shit's going to come down the pipe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And I've never really been a fan fan of him. I mean, no, he's, I think he's I, another douche. Absolutely. And listen, I mean, not for nothing. It was an accident. Everyone knows he didn't deliberately kill this woman. But to any to me, he should just own up to it. I mean, I mean, maybe this did happen. I don't know. But he could have just said, you know what? Like I, I trusted the team to put. Uh, you know, not even blame them. Just say I. I I don't know. So, uh, some something went wrong. I was, I was not responsible for, but like I was kind of, I was the one who did it, and like that's kind of how it should be. Instead of saying, "Oh, the gun did it," <laughs> the gun did it. Well, that, that that's the thing. Why are you to pointing? Me, at I would something? I would almost kind of play dumb in it because say if it does ever get investigated and it shows, yeah, you know what, he did pull the trigger. Maybe he had a beef with this woman because you know. Well, he goes on in the interview to, to say what a wonderful woman she was. I mean, he really kind of plays it up that this woman was like a saint. <laughs> so yeah. He's really kind of... And you know what? He's covering his ass. Yeah. And of course, I would cover my ass too. But you know right. what? Deep down, who knows? Maybe she overlooked him for a role or maybe right. they got into a fight. You know? I mean, you're well, on a movie she, set for how long? You're dealing with... Especially actors, they can be a little bit cunty. Yeah, she was a, she was a cinematographer, so she didn't have anything to do with uh, hiring him for anything. But um, and her name was uh, he, uh, I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm sorry. Halna Hutchins. First name is H A L Y N A. I mean, again, it was it was an accident. I mean, unfor- I mean, looks stuff like this sometimes happens. But for him, like, he's really kind of playing this up, like, I didn't shoot her, the gun did it, all this other crap. Like, you held it, man. Like, just fucking own up to it. Say it oh, this is the other accident. thing, too. He's one of those douchebag, you know, guys who hates guns, hates guns, hates guns. I know, that's why he's and, saying that. <laughs> and now you're going to sit there and blame the gun. Yeah. Well, you made m- how many millions off of all the guns that, y- you know, you've... you've acted with Liam Meeson the same thing I'm against guns Matt Damon I'm against guns yet you've made all this money off of it you don't hear Arnold Schwarzenegger going oh I, guns are bad yeah. I mean he might be now because he, he kind of I don't know maybe the steroids finally rotted his brain but you have these people that are you know totally against it but, but when it came to, again it all comes down to the bottom line just like LeBron just like all these people when it comes down to the bottom line you'll they're all hypocritical sellouts. As long as you're making money and millions on it, they don't care what it is. And they will they will shoot guns, they will do this, they will do that, they don't care. The thing about this guy is that he's such an egomaniac, he is probably salivating at the thought of 
you know his first live public appearance. I'm gonna call it right now. It's gonna be either at the Golden Globes or the Academy Awards, where he's uh-huh. gonna come out to like give an award or something, and he's gonna get a standing ovation, and he can't wait for that. Uh huh. That's my. I'm I'm predicting that now in December, come award season, you're gonna see him on one of these shows, be a presenter, and. He's gonna get Fuck the evils of guns and this and that. Yeah, he's gonna get a standing ovation and he's gonna love it. And that's uh, that's the type of person this guy is. He's just a dick. He's just a yeah. fucking dick. He's always been a fucking dick. He should have said a ghost did it. That I believe. Yeah. It was Beetlejuice. Yeah. Or it could have been uh, Harold Ramis. Or, uh, <laughs> was yeah, Howard Ramis, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you see the new Ghostbusters? I did. I uh, I did something I said I would never do. Go to the movies. <laughs> no, no, I said I would go to movies. Okay. You say a lot of things, Tom. I don't. <laughs> Usually, it has to be a big movie. I'm not gonna go like, like back in the day. I'm. I. I we would go to the movies. What like four times a week? I mean, we yeah, would we'd we always be in the movies. So we go like twice a week. But to be fair, okay, we didn't twice, really have to do. that makes it sound so much better. Yeah. <laughs> but we would go to the movies a lot, yeah. and I've become very picky about it because I just refuse to uh, fuel these people's egos in their pockets. But <laughs> it was my daughter's birthday uh, a few days ago, and we decided to take her and her friends. She had like eight friends. And we all went to the movie. So it was God my damn. daughters, How and much money we took a bunch of their friends, and we, we went to go see Ghostbusters. How much money did you spend on that birthday? Holy shit! You're talking about twenty dollars a ticket? No, no, we went to a we went to a matinee. Okay. We're not dumb. All right, so about fifteen dollars a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was, but you know what though? We've done things in the past where we've taken them to uh, like the castle, like a local entertainment center, mm-hmm. where you know you're you're renting a spot, and it's. It's all a wash. You're gonna get into it. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have the joys of doing I that soon. Fear those days, but okay. <laughs> so we figured it was. We were, you know, we said, "Do you want to go see a movie?" Because right now, movie theaters are renting out an entire theater yeah. for a party. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna do that, and it was just we didn't. She didn't have enough uh, people to come, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know what? Let's not rent it. We'll just take like eight kids. You know, we got a. I guess there's like a party pack where like each kid gets a popcorn between Ghostbusters or Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. And I put my foot down. I said, I am not sitting through Clifford the Big Red Dog. There's no <laughs> how, no way. I made the executive choice, and I, I, swayed, uh, I swayed the little one on the pick for it. Mm-hmm. And we went with Ghostbusters, which was a very good choice. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very good. Really? Yes. Okay. I did have one complaint. Man, we and you just don't really see eye to eye on, on movies, do we? Uh, huh. You didn't like it. All right. Here's my... I didn't not like it. Spoiler alert. We should maybe say Big that now. Spoiler alert, yeah. I didn't not like it. I did okay. not love it. Okay. I thought it was okay. My biggest gripe is I felt like all they did was rehash the original movie. That's one. They had the same exact ghosts in the sit in this movie as they did in the first one. The the big blue blob guy, that's Slimer, but he's a different yeah, color. He ate everything in sight. That's Slimer. 
You had the Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. Meanwhile, they were they were small. They were still them. You had Gozer. You had the Devil Dogs. It's the same shit. You had the same fucking ghost. There was no new ghost in that movie. Okay? That's number one. Number two. No mention of Ghostbusters 2 whatsoever. They talk about everything that happened in 84. Meanwhile, Ghostbusters 2, the goddamn Statue of Liberty came to life. Walked downtown Manhattan, but not a thing is mentioned about that. True. Nothing. I mean, come on. They could have made a passing thing in there about it. They just completely ignored the second one. That's number two. Number three, and this is, the, this is a big spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, fast forward this. You got the three Ghostbusters coming at the end, which is which was cool. Bill Murray could give two shits. Yeah. It felt like he half-assed his lines. <laughs> like, there was just no yeah. emotion in there whatsoever. He was there for the paycheck, and it showed. Yeah. Almost like he was drunk. Pre- yeah. Or on something. Now, you could kind of say that the, maybe it was age. I mean, he is older now. But, man, he just... He's a funny guy. He His lines were delivered like a board of wood, man. There was just nothing to him. There was no, like... Just... They were just empty. It just felt empty. Oh, and my fourth, yeah. my fourth gripe is that one kid from Stranger Things, a useless character. There was no need for that kid in the movie. I feel like they just put him in there so because they, they needed someone to drive the Ecto, Ecto-1. Yes. What did he do I, I, other yeah, than that? He, he really didn't have a big part. He had no. There was no use for him. Okay, that's your hot take on it. Yeah. Again, I didn't. I don't want to say I hated it because I didn't hate it. I, when they were when they when the girl fired the um the gun for the first time, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. Like it was cool. You got a little see, giddy. Yeah, because like I. I grew up on Ghostbusters. Like, I watched the cartoon. I had the toys. Oh, yeah. I was a big... You heard big... the noise. Like, even if you had your eyes closed, you hear that, that... Yeah, like, the, the sizzle. The sizzle of the, yeah. of the proton pack. Like, I really... I felt like I was, like, you know, eight again. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just... Uh, again, like, I just... It was just a rehash of the first one. Different setting, different characters. That's all it was to me. And I the, felt I... like it just, like, was just a fan service kind of thing. Like... You know, you love the first one. Well, here it is again, but it's 2021 and it's new. It's like taking okay. it's like taking an old car and shining it up. And yeah, it looks nice, but it's still the same fucking car that doesn't run as well. <laughs> you know, okay. that's just me. And, and and I think if they were smart, just end it there. Don't have another one. Just end it. Again, that's just me. Everyone, okay. everyone wanted the third Ghostbusters movie for years. You didn't get the one that you really wanted with the four guys because one's dead and now they're all old. But you got your third Ghostbusters. You kind of finished the story. That should be it. And that is and my see, review. That's your hot take? That's my hot take. See, I like the fact that they did keep these, a very similar story. But I like how they brought in the fact that the original architect of the building was... In this small town, he was mining the uh, the you know the stuff for it. It it kind of bridged the him yeah going with it. Mm-hmm. I do I, what you did say. You know they they talked about how in when they were in that uh the mine that you know they had all those dates on the thing. There was nothing about the second Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I was waiting that, for that to happen. That, it's at eighty four. Yeah. I'm like, oh, where's eighty nine? Yeah, that wasn't as, as as big. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't like that. Um, the I didn't like the girl being so. I, I don't like when they have little kids that are that smart in any type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Data from the Goonies, great character because all of his inventions were like, hand, what, like uh, homemade. A kid that age should make. Yeah, they were like homemade. Yeah. They were homemade. They weren't. They, they never worked out. That, that's what it should be. A young inventor, not having some fucking twelve-year-old who's a, a, like a rocket doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That that was the one thing I didn't like. Um, I like the fact that they Paul Rudd was. He's a hit or miss actor with me. Okay. There's certain movies I love him in. There's certain movies I'm like, I just, he, he, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's the same character. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a little bit different in this one, so I didn't mind him in that. I think he was all right. I think he, he played the part he was supposed to play, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and not to, not to cut you off, but that was also something I saw coming. Him and the mom were going to be like, yeah. uh, uh, Rick Moranis and, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney yeah. Weaver. I, I, from the beginning of the movie, I'm like that. They're gonna be the ones that like kind of like become the dogs. See, I didn't like the mom in the movie. She was an asshole. <laughs> she was an asshole. Too many dad issues. The fact that you know she knew who her father was, and she never told the kids. Yeah, like, that's what kind of bothered me. Like, you knew. You knew who the father was, your father was, you go to the, his old house, it's very uh, introverted, you know, like he was like a recluse, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't you kind of say to him, like, hey, listen, you know, this was dad, and he he went, make up a story, he went nuts, and this is why this house looks like fucking yeah. and she the was Bates su- Motel. And she was surprised to find all that shit in the basement, like, your dad was a fucking scientist. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be shit in the basement with all this crap, and like, his inventions, and all that shit? Yeah. Yeah. I picked uh, up on that too. That was one thing. And uh, th- there was a few shots in there. And I've, I've, I've explained it to you. If you become hip to the way that um, the media and TV shows and movies throw out things, mm-hmm. they do it subtly. And if you're not really hip to it or pay attention to it, you miss it. But right. they made... They made a knock at, you know, there was these earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're going to blame fracking. Okay. And yeah. I, I know I'm going to get beat up for bringing, I have to put a, a, a political twist on everything. But it just annoys me because when I see it, it's out there in the open. And people, and you said, you you admit, you, you didn't notice it. No, I didn't. I always notice it. So they had, they had the, the shot at fracking and then they that shot at the guns. In the movie, mm-hmm. so like that—that's one thing I didn't like. That was a minor thing. I, I just at this point, I'm so used to seeing it out there in TV shows and and movies that it just—I notice it. It bothers me, but it kind of rolls off my back. So mm-hmm. I just expect it. Again, a big spoiler here: when they bring back his, uh, you know, Force Ghost or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It was too long. Yes. It was way, to me, I think it would have been, 
I think it would have been much more powerful if when they showed like her feet and his foot like that his foot next to it. I think if they would have just shown that, that would have been sufficient enough. Because you wouldn't you would have in, inferred that he was there, he was helping out, and they could have just left it at that. Well, I think but they, it, they wanted to show him with the other Ghostbusters. And that's, that's exactly what that's it is. What, and they, they brought what, it out too long. Yeah, they should have showed just that, and then he was gone after that. Like, he joined the other three to, like, kind of defeat Gozer, and then he's gone. But instead, you're right, there was, like, another scene with him. Like, they're all saying goodbye to him and hugging him and all this crap. And He's not talking. I get yeah. he's a ghost, but, like, he, he can't talk, yet he's helping the daughter shoot the gun. Mm-hmm. Or the granddaughter shoot the gun and then hugs the daughter. Yeah. Well, the reason why he can't talk is the guy's dead. <laughs> well, really? yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's able to be um, tangibly touched right. or tangibly move things but can't speak. I know. I, I, right. I mean, if the if the librarian from the first one can go shh and yeah. scream, then he could talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on that. So, yeah, that I think with him being in there, it... it I would have enjoyed it more, and it would have made it more, I think, maybe, I don't want to say sentimental, but more, uh, like, not out there in the physical seeing of it, but hit just that foot next to hers would have been, like, you you knew he was there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and him being a ghost. Right. I think it would have been much more of a, of a, a powerful thing. Yeah, but you still love the movie. I, I liked it. I really did. Okay. I, I was entertained. I'm su- I'm surprised. I thought you were going to come on here and bash it, but no, no, no. I I I, I enjoyed it. it. It kept me entertained, and maybe a little bit of it was because I haven't been to the movies in so long. The, the experience of it, mm-hmm. you know, because you know we were all expecting movies to never come back again. I mean, I just know. totally I mean, shut was, down every movie theater ever known. The man, you know that that's <laughs> uh, some you know that's a hot take for some people. Yeah, but uh, the fact that you can actually go to the movies and they're starting to thrive again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Getting Spider-Man tickets was pretty fucking hard. <laughs> so for a business that's quote-unquote dying, they're not dying anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it was it was nice being in the movies. My kids enjoyed it, so I think that added a little bit. Um, and the one thing at the end when they when they played the uh, the song... Mm-hmm. A bunch of the girls that we came with actually sang the song, so it was like maybe maybe there's some hope for these youths nowadays. Yeah, like they knew the song. Like it wasn't like foreign to them. Like, well, what's this weird well, song? Think, uh, what's, I, this, what's what's that noise? That's a synthesizer, kids. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I think Ghostbusters is one of those franchises that just kind of will continue to like kind of live on because it's like the first one. I don't know if it was rated R. I don't think it was rated R, but it's like uh, it's definitely a family friendly movie where there's not a lot of violence there's like not too much cursing there's no sex like it's a movie you can kind of show your kids like i i mean i watched that first one i i had to have been like five or six when i first seen it um because i remember going to the movies for the second one and i was really into ghostbusters at that point so it, it um it, it's just something that like our generation is showing the next generation and they'll hopefully show their kids and kind of keep going you know yeah it's like ninja turtles yeah. it's just never gonna die it's just gonna kind of keep going and going and going and so yeah but see that, that like i loved the ninja turtles as a kid i can't watch it now 
Well, the ones they have on now suck. Wait, wait the the cartoon or yeah, it the movies does, and the cartoon. Like I just uh, I, I can't get into them. Well, I, mean, I tried to with the kids, and the, I just I can't. Part, I like the old school, big you know, obviously fake costumes that just look good. I don't oh, like the CGI. Mean, I don't like the way that the new um, cartoons are are made. No, I, well, they suck. But I'm t- if you. I tried watching the old cartoon when I grew up, and it's it doesn't it doesn't age very well. But oh, really? Yeah, it's just like it's hokey. It's it's a cartoon for kids, so like, it, I mean, it's good for nostalgic purposes. But I'm telling you, so you watch that that first movie, the very first one, still holds up. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it's 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 fucking fantastic. The ones after that, maybe not so much, but that first movie is so good, and I watch it, I just watched it maybe a year ago, and, like, I was still into it, and it, it wasn't, like, stupid or silly, it just, like, it was such a good movie, and uh, I think a lot of people appreciate it more now than they did. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, but, so, alright, well, that's your review on Ghostbusters, I, I, I it was that, that was definitely a surprise. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So one more thing before we go, um, and that is the uh, the Trump social media, uh, which is do you know what it's called? I kind of had it, but I lost it. I can't think of it right now. Truth Social. I just looked okay. it up really quick. Truth Social it was supposed to the beta was supposed to come out this month. But uh, it's kind of a little behind. Do you know anything about Truth Social, Tom? I I heard that he was launching it. I didn't hear too much about it. I I feel that it's going to probably be. Uh, I hate to say it, it's going to be a failure, and I don't think it's going to be a failure on his behalf. I think it's going to be a failure because of censorship. Yeah. I think a lot of like like the Apple App Store are are going to try to really shoot this down and not make it a thing i'm not really sure what it's supposed to be it's it's a social media app um that trump kind of um sort of created after after he was banned from everything um but it doesn't really say much more than that um it just said the beta was supposed to release on ios in november of 2021 um, and then in 2022, it was supposed to be a public launch, but it's a little behind schedule from what I've been hearing. But obviously, it's not, it's December and it's still not out, there, out yet. Um, yeah, I don't really, I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a Facebook, but I, I kind of agree with you. It, anyone who thinks this is going to be a big thing is, is going to be very disappointed because I don't think it's going to really take off. Well, I think social media is pretty much set where it's at now. Like, you, Facebook is pretty much just like a uh, a thing of the past, almost. No one, yeah. no one under the age of twenty is signing up for Facebook. It's all yeah. about TikTok and Instagram and like those uh, um, picture sharing sites. That's kind of like what it is now, and then and then obviously that's going to transform into something else years from now. But something like Facebook isn't. It just has no room in in uh, society today. So, but I mean, who knows? We'll see. I no. I, I thought things were going to fail in the past, and they, I thought TikTok was going to be this stupid thing, and now it's like the biggest thing going now. So, what do I know? 
I mean, I just, uh, my thing is, I, I'm afraid that it's going to be a failure and they're going to use that against him. Yeah, of course. Because they, they, if I was Trump, I'd just go into hiding for a little while. <laughs> and just let, let everything blow over. I think, I think he's too busy. I, I think the, the media is too busy making him uh, public enemy number one. It's like that guy, like, like they, they treat it as a guy like they, everyone hates no matter what he does sucks. And that's how it's going to be for a while. So. See, if I was him, what I would do is I would be holding rallies like he's like he did throughout his presidency. Hold these rallies and bring up the fact of all of the incompetence that's being shown by Biden. You know, the gas yeah. prices, inflation, you know, the southern border. Like, that, that's where I would be going. That, I think that when you... Oh, gas is a nightmare, man. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I spent I have a car, a small car, and I spent fifty dollars at the pumps the other day. Yeah, I spent bucks. yeah I, I spent forty two in Jersey. Yeah. In Jersey, so I can only imagine what my New York would probably be like sixty. It's uh, it's really out of control. I I can't wait. I hope everyone who voted for this guy is regretting it because his first year as president has been fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. It's been fucking terrible. And all the same shit that was going on when Trump was around is going on still. So it wasn't all Trump. I think even worse. It's even worse. It's bad, dude. I mean, the unemployment hasn't gotten any better. I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, even I've noticed. You go to Dunkin' Donuts, and the one that we had in Warwick, the one we have in Florida, both of them were closed for a long time, like a few weeks, because they didn't have any employees. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's closed. Like, yeah, the when, um, when the fuck is a Dunkin' Donuts closed? Yeah, that's surprising. I heard the one in Florida was closed. Uh, there's a place by me. Um, it's like a bar and grill. They had like no employees there. They had like no cook. They they cut their menu in half because they were looking for cooks. Like it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the like one of the few restaurants that are in Pine Island here where I'm at. They had. They closed down for like a few weeks right around Thanksgiving where families are, you know, meeting up together like mm-hmm. and just closed because they had no employees. Yeah. You know, gas prices are through the roof. I mean, even, you know, and, and they try to downplay it, you know, and you can see it like you go in the um, like a big box store and you're looking for toilet paper. There is none. And you have. And you could see exactly who these people are. Oh, I went to the store and there is none. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'll get, you know, that that would be a, um, a liberal saying that. You get a conservative that's like, I was just there. I took a photo of it. The aisle's completely empty. And they're like, oh, well, they must have sold out. They, they had it full when I was there, but it must have sold out within like the two-hour difference <laughs> between you going and me going. It's like, right, come on, right. man. Just admit you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the problem with these people. They don't want to admit they're wrong, and it, it, it's just detrimental to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have Trump's social, but we do have Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC. You can follow us on Facebook under Joe Tom. Um, you can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify. Google Podcast and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us so other people can find us. Uh, Tom, it's been it's nice to be back. It's good to talk yes. to you. 
Yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll have some uh, we'll have some new stuff to talk about coming up. There's going to be uh, a few announcements here and there, and I think it's going to. I mean, even maybe after the uh, holiday season, we'll be getting back on a on a better track with getting stuff in and, and being on the social media and this and that. It's just it's been chaotic with uh, Coxsackie and and flying trampolines and all the other fun stuff that's been going on. Yeah. So I think once all that levels out, we're going to be uh, much better. To be out there more often for everyone. I'm sure people miss us. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. There's a lesson out there.